Well, good morning, everyone. Actually, all three of us are in Chicago today. Jed, Jimmy, good morning, everyone. As we head into week 11, but let's summarize and talk about week 10, waiver wires, news and notes. Good morning to you, everyone. Morning. Jed, I'm in Tommy's podcast studio. It's pretty nice in there. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. You guys should sit next to each other. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jed, let, let's start off with you. I mean, there's a bunch of news, a lot of injuries, a lot of quarterbacks who are injured on um, by all of that stuff. With that said, did you watch the did you watch the Bulls game against the Lakers, or did you watch the Rams against the uh, 49ers? Uh, I watched a little bit of both. Um, I will say I am very excited about the Bulls. I am just so impressed that, you know, they got beat by Golden State, and then they really turned it around, uh, lost the center, you know, for COVID reasons. And I just, I love that the Bulls team can be flexible enough to figure out how to win even when they lost a starter. Um, so I think it's a great sign. I'm, I could not be more excited about the season. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, Jed, I went to my first Golden State versus the Bulls at Chase Arena. Wow. United Center is an old coliseum. Chase Center, modern. Wow. It just looks so different. Oh, that's cool. No, I, yeah, I the other the other stadium I'd love to go to is um the the one in Atlanta, the Mercedes Stadium. Yeah. I, oh, I think okay. that could be like yeah. really nice, but that's awesome. I've not yeah. never been. The Bulls, the Bulls are pretty good. Um, I actually, you know, I found myself being disappointed by as I was watching it. Anthony Davis is not a leader on that team. Um, he got ejected. They lost four in a row. Being, I mean, some people say he's one of the top ten NBA players, but I feel like he's just soft as a player. Wow, that's yeah. a pretty tough indictment, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Lakers, I mean, I think obviously LeBron James is the key. He hasn't been really fully healthy, so um, we'll have to see. But I feel like they can still turn it on. They got they got time. No, I mean, last thing on basketball before we go to football is I feel like a lot of times Russell Westbrook teams are always bad, whether it's Washington, Houston, uh, uh, Oklahoma, every team that he's on, he shoots, has a lot of turnover, makes a lot of mistakes, and all these Russell Westbrook teams just never seem to do well. Well, I, I would argue that the Oklahoma team was – was I would uh, I guess I would disagree. I think that team was very good when they got oh, to no, the no, championship. The post-Kevin yeah. Durant-James Harden team when it was just him leading the way. Yes, there I agree. But when it was yeah. the three of them, yeah. Kevin yeah. left one year too early. That that team could have been, you know, they um, could have been. They could have gone into the championship. Yeah. No, oh, they could have been a dynasty, really. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you see Russell Westbrook leading the way, where he's the man, he'll get a triple double every single night. But for some reason, they always lose because it, as much as he gets the assist and rebound, it, they just don't flow. There's no rhythm to the teams. Yeah, yeah Jim, uh, hey, let's start off with one thing. Aaron Jones, uh, A.J. Dillon did unbelievably well. Two touchdowns. Look, the rest of the offense, Aaron Rodgers didn't do so well. I mean, uh, Devontae Adams didn't do so well. A.J. Dillon was a star of the – yeah, over 100 total yards, two touchdowns. And now Aaron Jones, believed, has suffered a sprain MCL in Week 10 – and he's going to uh, get an MRI this week. And I know you picked up A.J. Dillon in a lot of leagues. Thoughts on that? Yeah. So I think uh, Aaron Jones is supposed to be out. 
maybe two, two, three weeks is some of the speculation, right? Judd, I had such a great week because I picked up right before the game started, I picked up Ramondre Stevenson because I was like, I'll, I'm going to take a flyer on him. If he does really well, he's a good hold for me. And I've kept A.J. Dillon and Madison on my teams in these leagues, hoping that they're going to become useful. And right now, if you look at the rankings for the top three running backs this past weekend, it's all the ones on my team. It was um, A.J. Dillon. It was Ramondre Stevenson. And who's the third one that I had that did really well? Maybe it's McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey, who just came back from the IR. So I'm happy. You know, like I, I needed some running backs. I was able to find them down in the deep ends of the league and uh, should be going into the playoffs looking pretty good these days. Yeah, well, that's that's what we always said, the strategy of it's finding the second running back behind a star running back. But the key is the second running back has to have the talent to produce at a number one running back level. Cause there are plenty of situations where the number two running back comes in and does not produce. You think of Chubba Hubbard, you know, he almost kind of fooled us a little bit where he felt Even like McNichols from Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but, but someone like an AJ Dillon, you're looking for somebody who really, um, on another team would be the starter. So someone, for example, a, a Tony Pollard, I think is a good example. Um, so, you know, you try to pick up those guys and then you're right. You're just, it's kind of sad, but you're basically waiting for someone to get hurt. Oh yeah. I mean, people were surprised. Did you know that AJ Dillon on ESPN leagues is on, is not picked up um, on 40% of the leagues. So that means waiver wire people's, People can look for AJ Dillon. He might. Yeah, still be I would say wire. if Dylan is on your waiver wire, he should be your number one ad um, because, yeah, he's going to. I mean, basically, you saw that Rogers is still rusty, too. So they're going to be yeah. relying on that yeah. running game a lot. Would you say that every single year there are probably two or three players sitting on your waivers that would change the trajectory of your team? For instance, at the beginning of that first half of the year was Cordero Patterson. He was on everyone's waiver. No one really drafted him. And suddenly you plucked him out thinking maybe he could help out because uh, Calvin Ridley was in Dua. Look at how well he's doing. I bet you you look at Javante Williams, maybe on the waiver. A.J. Dillon is – we don't know the situation. Dalvin Cook, maybe Madison. There are a couple of players who just changes that. Or Friermuth. Friermuth over in Pittsburgh. Wow, he seems to be – Tight ends are really, really hard. He seems to have be something that you could pick up. Jed, don't you have don't you have Cordell Patterson in our dynasty league? So and I, I, I only got four points this past week. Oh, I got killed this week because I lost so many players. I lost Alvin Kamara out. I lost um uh, what's his face in uh, Antonio Brown was out. Um, I lost uh, Cordero Pasa. I got killed this week with injuries. So I'm I'm in a world of hurt. But Tommy, one of the things um, I, we've done in another league is at the end of the season, you put together the list of a team that you could have fielded completely yeah. off of waiver wires. And you will always see that that team could win a championship. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally, totally. Uh Jed, Saquon Barkley is trending well toward returning in week one. It will be his first game since week five. Thoughts on Saquon Barkley? Yeah, I mean, at this point in the season, that's not a bad chance to take, right? If, he, if for some reason he was dropped, you definitely want him. If you've been waiting, you've been waiting to use him. So you got to put him in. And this is the point of the season where, you know, you've really only got three or four more weeks to make your move before the playoffs. And so it, really, we're at the point where there are some teams now that are mathematically eliminated. 
And so if you're eliminated, I hope you still play out because the rest of you owe that to the rest of your league. So you should try hard. Um, but if you're right in that middle and you need to make a push, yeah, someone like a Barkley is someone you put in your starting lineup and hope that you catch fire and he, he goes, does well. Now, Devontae Booker has been done decently well. Do you still keep him or is he someone that you drop? Um, I think historically they have not done a lot of timeshare. So um, I think I would hold on just to see, but I wouldn't start him. No, I agree as well, too. Because I, I, Barkley is going to come back, right? Like you saw that um, McCaffrey this past week tweaked his hamstring again. We're not really sure the extent of it. They haven't announced it yet. But with some of these off injured players, you want to be able to keep a booker if you can, just in case something happens once he comes back as well, too. He might come back for a game or two, and then they'll shelve him for the rest of the year as well, too. But I, but uh, on one of the leagues, let me just say, so we have $650 to keep, I think I told you, for free agents. I spent $450 on Saquon Barkley because someone dropped him. But it's a dynasty league. So for me, I'm like, I'll spend the $450 for Saquon. Yeah, I can't believe someone dropped him. That's a mistake. Mm -hmm. I will say though, someone had dropped Russell Wilson in the in one of our leagues. I picked him up, and then he did horrible. So that was I. That was another reason I got destroyed. They, you know what? So at, on ESPN, they were saying that it's going to take a couple of games because essentially he's gotten screwed that was placed in his finger, right? And so it's going to take him some time to just get adjusted to that. Jim Daryl Williams, eleven catches, uh, eleven rushes, forty three yards. Nine catches, 101 yards, and one touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has a pretty good chance to play on Sunday. If you had your prediction, is it going to be a timeshare? Is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire starting it? If he does, are you starting him on your uh, as a flex player? You know what? Actually, that's that's one of the running backs I did. I, I think this past week he was, what, the number one ranked running back in terms of fantasy. So it was him and then Ramondre Stevenson and then Dylan. Um, but he did really good. I, here's my thought, right? And 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 I could be wrong. I think they're going to continue to go with Daryl Williams. I think they're going to um, slowly bring back Hilaire. But I think for them, they won for the first time. They're going to keep the momentum going. I think uh, Mahomes seems, hopefully, has righted the path a little bit. And I think they're going to continue with Daryl Williams. So if it was me, I'm going to continue to play Daryl Williams, at least for another week or two, to see what happens. Jed, Kyler, uh, Kyler Murray says it's going to be close that he could play in week one, week 11. He has an ankle injury. He has not played the last couple of weeks. Let's say, for instance, he does not play. Suddenly now on by, you probably have the Rams with Matthew Stafford and you have the Broncos with um, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. If you had your choice, are you looking at a Cam Newton? Are you looking at Matt Jones? Are you looking at Daniel Jones or Matt Ryan? Who seems the most sexiest of all the picks uh, in place of Kyler Murray? So if you're looking to hit a home run, I would play Cam Newton. Like you're hoping you catch somebody. Really? Cam Newton? Yeah, of of yeah. those because you, you, the, the, the wild card aspect is the rushes. You get a wild card where maybe he gets two touchdowns passing, but then he throws in a rushing touchdown. All of a sudden, that jacks up your points. If you want to take the safer choice, I think Mac Jones. Like, Mac Jones has been a stud. I mean, people yeah. are finally starting to talk about New England. We thought this was going to be a lost season for New England. They could win the division, which is yeah. insane. I thought Buffalo had this wrapped up for sure. New England could win their division. Mac Jones is playing very well. The defense, that is a top three defense. It's playing incredible. 
incredibly well. I think Mac Jones is probably your safest bet out of that group. I mean, here's the thing with Mac Jones. You're going to get at least what? You're going to get a consistent 18 to 19 fantasy points. And so if you're good with 18, 19 coming from your quarterback, that's great. The problem with Cam Newton, you could get like 30 points. Or you could get zero. Five points, right? So it's almost like that's the risk that you're taking um, depending on who they're going to play. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. It's it's high risk but high reward, right? So he could have he could have two like if I think about it, if he got two rushing touchdowns, he almost doesn't need any other touchdowns, and all of a sudden he's like over twenty points. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you yeah. just gotta see. So I have Kyler Murray, uh, a couple of teams, right? And so I was lucky to have Ryan Tanhill uh, on as as a backup, and I have Derek Carr on the backup for the other team. I mean, he's not going to get me t- Kyler Murray numbers, but at least Tannehill is going to get me a consistent twenty points. Derek Carr depends on the day, you know, but I'll get like 15, 14, 15 points from him. So if you guys in your keeper leagues had to choose between Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, who would you pick? I would. Oh, I still would pick Kyler Murray. Really? Okay. I would choose Joe Burrow. I mean, I like Kyler Murray, but I would choose Joe Burrow. Yeah, but at the same time, my argument with Kyler Murray is you have that running ability. And at the same time, Arizona continues to – look, DeAndre Hopkins will always still be there. Now, you still have Jamar Chase, but I love that offensive mind and the fact that he clicks well with the coach. The only problem about that is the last couple of years, if you've noticed, because he's so small and he runs, right? The first – I would say first three or four games, he does really well. He'll get you 30, 40 points. But towards the middle of the season, because he's so small, he gets beat up and his numbers drop dramatically down from like the 30s to the 20s and then the teens. And so having him the last few weeks, he was always rather unpredictable because you were counting on a certain number of points from him. But it always decreased as the season went on, whereas I feel like Joe Burrow, from a long term perspective, actually would be a better bet from a dynasty league. Now, my All argument, right. Chad and Jimmy, is the very fact that I think a lot of times he's not injury-prone is the fact that he's similar to Russell Wilson. They played baseball. He knows how to slide. He's not running into these different players. But as a baseball player, he's able to slide. Now, the fact that he got a sprained ankle is an issue. But at the same time, I, I actually like him as a runner and the potential that he has. Well, I have both of them, so expect some trade proposals. <laughs> hey, Chad, but you're right. I mean, I think a lot of times with Cam Newton, if you want to risk something where he has potentially, let's say, ten, uh, eight rushes, 25 yards, but two touchdowns, that might be worth it. But, man, Mac Jones is slow and steady. He has emerged as your best rookie quarterback in this class as of today. Yeah, no, no question. If you had to redo the draft, uh, he would not have lasted all the way to what was yeah. it, fifteen that he went all the way to New England. He wouldn't have lasted. No, at the same time, Jed, let me ask you a quick question. Uh, during the draft, the Bears had to decide between Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Do you still like the Justin Fields pick over Mac Jones? Uh, I do. I still mm-hmm. think that Fields, um, his athleticism, just on pure ability, I still think he's better than Mac Jones. You cannot forget the system. People keep, yeah. you know, everyone wants to take away from Bill Belichick. Obviously, Brady Witten proved that he's not a system guy, but this is still Bill Belichick, man. The guy can coach lights out. And so he is in 
um, you know, a perfect situation for him. But I still think Justin Fields, when you look at his physical ability, his ability to escape, uh, still ability, his accuracy is still through the charts. I mean, I, I, I still think the Bears found their quarterback for the next, you know, ten years. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, look at look at Mac Jones, right? Um, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, the offense that Belichick has placed around him is ideal for Mac Jones. He's got a strong line. He's got two to three running backs that's there. He's got two tight ends, two big tight ends that he can do a check down for. And he's got receivers that can go far, but most of them, to be honest, aren't going far at all, right? The Jacoby Myers of the world, the Dustin Aguilar's of the world, and he's got a strong defense. So Matt Jones really doesn't have to do much to win these games. Whereas if you look at Justin Fields, if the Bears are going to win the games, Justin Fields is going to have to use their legs and he's going to have to use his arm to win these games. Yeah, which, by the way, uh, Hunter Henry, if you guys still have – if he's still on the waivers, you should be looking yeah. there because he's really yeah. starting to get integrated mm-hmm. into that offense. Um, definitely worth a pickup. More so than Johnu Smith. Hunter Henry is the one to own. More so than Johnu Smith. Well, yeah. Smith has been injured. I think he's still he, – I mean, he didn't play this Oh, is he still weekend, injured? So, okay. Yeah, I think he's still hurt. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, Jim, I, I, yeah, I for one just hope Ramondre Stevenson will have another really good week. <laughs> Jim, Robbie Anderson. He's been terrible. He had his best game. He did not click with Sam Darnold. Four catches, 37 yards, one touchdown. He's on your waiver wire. Are you looking at him? You know what? I actually would. I was thinking about that because I was listening to the game while I was driving, and it turned out to be it was like the Carolina game, right? And I just kept hearing Robbie Anderson's name on there. And I was like, huh. I wonder if it's that that connection with Cam Newton. But honestly, Robbie Anderson is a great receiver. I mean, if you looked at the numbers with Sam Darnold, he didn't lose any shares in terms of ball thrown to him. He just didn't catch him. And so uh, my guess is Cam's going to get the ball to him still. He's going to catch those balls. And he's, I mean, Robbie always does well towards the end of the season. Um, He's somebody I would take a flyer on. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think it's so funny that these – you just cannot ignore the connection between quarterback and wide receiver. It's it, I think Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford is a good example. Um, you, you just – if they have that connection, you can play to it. And so I think Roby Answer might be the number one wide receiver waiver pickup uh, this week. Hey, speaking of waiver wire pick, or speaking of Cooper Cup, all right, I cannot tell you. Every week there's this one player I tra- I, I'm in the league with. I don't, I don't think I've ever met him before. He sends me a trade offer, DJ Moore for Cooper Cup. The last three weeks, and I'm sitting. I've rejected you three times. So why do you keep sending it to me every single week? He'll send me that uh, trade offer. You know what you should do. So if I get guys like that, I just don't even reject it. I leave it open because if on the off chance, like my player gets injured, then you hit the accept. Then you hit send. Yeah, yeah. Oh, true, true. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Williams. Cooper Cup didn't do that well yesterday. No, no, he did really well. Matthew Cooper Stafford Cup? did great. He had 122 yards yesterday. Oh, maybe it's – I really wasn't watching the game because at least the plays that I kept watching, he kept dropping the ball. And Cooper yep, Cup never – 122 yards. He still got his – now, the other wide receivers didn't do well, but Cooper Cup was the lone bright spot. Maybe a little Tyler Higby was the lone bright spot in that game. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jim, Mike yeah. Williams continues to deal with knee swelling. Uh, Coach Brandon Staley says that in, in, knee injury is a non-factor, but in the last four games, total 10 catches, 137 yards. Now, playoffs are happening in three weeks. Are you willing to trade Mike Williams for someone who may need it and who, who just remembers Mike Williams from what he was five weeks ago? 
I think so, right? Like, I'm a little concerned about Mike Williams. Quite honestly, I'm also concerned about Justin Herbert because Herbert is actually – so Herbert's the quarterback for my dynasty league. And there's a part of me that says, do I really need to look at another quarterback out there just to fill in? Because Herbert has not been consistent the last few weeks. I think two weeks ago he had a really good game, 30 points, but this past week he was back to single digits again, right? And so a lot of it is because Mike Williams, who was his big play guy, has not been consistent in terms of catching the ball because of some of the knee swelling. And so for me, um, going into the playoffs, I'm not sure if I'm ready to risk my season because of Mike Williams. If I can find somebody to trade me and make an uh, – like I'm, I'm trying to think who I would offer. Like even um, uh, a Kareem Hunt, you know, for Mike Williams, I would actually seriously consider that. Yeah, I agree. I think Mike Williams is no longer an every week starter, unfortunately. And I do have him, as you guys know, in some yeah. leagues. So um, that's unfortunate. But yeah, it's really, it's been sad what happened to the Chargers. I feel like the Chargers are just, um, yeah, they lost the momentum they have. They are not the offensive kind of team that we were expecting. So it's been, it's been a regress, regression year for Justin Herbert. Yeah. With Justin Herbert, that sophomore slump, and the very fact that Austin Eckler came out at the beginning of the year saying that he was the fantasy football player of the year, I think all of that went straight downhill from there. Yeah, A uh, couple of things for you guys. Uh, it, Washington football team, Chase Young, diagnosed with a torn ACL. I mean, the great Chase Young, now out for the year. And also for Bears fans, Tevin Jenkins, rookie, practices for the first time since back surgery. Look, they drafted him this past year. They thought he would do well and fill one of the tackles or guard or tackle spots. And he's been out with a um, uh, back injury. And so now practices for the first time. Let's see how he does. And hopefully he'll solidify the line. Well, so here's the thing, at least with Tevin Jenkins, because there was a um, they were talking to uh, some of the coaches yesterday on ESPN radio. And they were saying that, yes, he's practicing, but they're still going to keep it take it slow and, and, and be safe with him. So it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be playing. They just want to see how he's going to do and have him practice, but they want to take it slowly for him. Yeah. Uh, what about Chris Carson, Jed? Going back to Chris Carson, who has been out with the knee injury, are you willing to play him and keep him on your playoff roster or you're looking to actively trade him? Um, I, I mean, he is still the starter, but I, I'm just worried about Seattle. You know, Seattle at this point, you know, you can pretty much say their season is 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 pretty much done. It feels like so. I would be concerned about relying on him. Hey, by the way, while we're talking, Jed, uh, you dropped Ryan Tannehill. I know. I just saw that, Jed. I might be picking up that Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, go for it. I've got three quarterbacks on that team: so Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, and Ryan Tannehill. So I was funny how in real time we both looked down and saw it. I was like, "Oh, that's Ryan Tannehill. I might have to pick him up." Yeah. Now here, here's my argument, right? Let me just argue for Ryan Tannehill, right? Is AJ Brown, you don't have a good running attack. You're going to have to defend on the air. Julio Jones may play, but you have AJ Brown. And so you're going to have to pass. And so Ryan Tannehill is playing. I mean, in, they're playing the Atlanta Falcons. It actually might not work, work out uh, that bad. Yeah. Well, they're playing Houston, I think, actually. Yeah. So, but um, but Joe Burrow is playing Las Vegas. So, it, I mean, I'm going to play Burrow in that situation, and so yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. There's a receiver that played this past week. His name is Marcus Johnson. He took over for Julio Jones, and he actually had um, he had a team high 100 receiving yards, including a 50 yard catch. So, 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's doing a lot better than Julio Jones ever did. And so I think between him and um, A.J. Brown, and also we'll talk about this in the waiver wire pickup, Deontay Foreman, um, who started in place of AJ P- uh, Adrian Peterson, they're, they're actually decent pickups for this past week, for this week. So that's why for me, I'm intrigued if you need a quarterback to have like a guy like Ryan Tannehill out there. Speaking of waiver pickups, Jim, why don't you go with some of your waiver wire pickups for this week? Well, so I think Marcus Johnson is somebody who I was talking about, right? Uh, five or six targets, 100 yards. Team, It was a team-high 100 yards with a 50-yard catch. And so for me, if you're looking for a potential receiver out there, Marcus Johnson, who's replacing Julio Jones, is somebody to be able to look at as well, too. Um, I think I also talked about A.J. Dillon. Um, I'm surprised Dillon is actually out there in so many of these leagues. But in ESPN, he's available in 40% of the leagues. And he's actually somebody that I would not mind picking. I mean, for sure, you're going to have to pick up if he's out there. But you're going to have to look to see if he's out there as well, too. Deontay Foreman, I think we talked about it. He caught uh, his targets for 48 yards. He rushed for 30 yards. Um, he He's uh, rushed 11 times, um, outpacing Adrian Peterson. So I actually think, for me, at first that was McNichols, but McNichols lost quite a bit of his um, uh, carries and, and receiving to uh, Adrian Peterson. But Deontay Foreman is a good big running back he's not the same as Derrick Henry but he's a good running back that I think would be able to um to to do pretty well so and then I think the last thing I I think uh Jed you talked about that um they're preparing rule set that um Cam Newton's taking most of the first team reps so it looks like right it looks like he might be starting in place of uh PJ Walker Jed if you had the number one waiver wire pickups Who's your top one, Ramondre Stevenson or A.J. Dillon? Oh, wow, that's a tough one. Probably A.J. Dillon, just because more of a known quantity and really has – you know, A.J. Dillon was, is such a good number two back. I was actually playing him uh, even as number two, even with Aaron Jones not being hurt. Yeah. That's how good he was. And so I think Dillon is, a, is definitely the number one. But if he's not available, I think Ramondre – Andre Stevenson is great. I mean, we've been talking about Ramondre. I think Tom, Tommy, you 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 picked him up in quite a few of the leagues early on in the draft, right? And so I know you dropped him, but he didn't do much in the first half of the season. But he's got good talents, and in the last two games that he's played, I mean, he's done really well. The, the only issue is with Devin Harris with uh, coming back. I mean, is I is that somebody that you want to keep on playing? But I, I actually believe in Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. Jim, if you had your chance, Ramondre Stevenson, A.J. Dillon, probably your number one draft pick uh, mm-hmm. in terms of waiver wire. After those two, who's your top guy that you would look at? You know, I think right now, to be honest, I'm, I'm looking at Foreman from Tennessee, uh, Deion Foreman. Um, I'm actually, ever since our conversation here today, I'm looking at also the numbers for Mac Jones because um, I do need to find somebody to replace a Kyler Murray who's on my lease and quite a few – uh, teams and so he's somebody I'm really taking a look at as well too. So those at least those two I would say are intriguing for me as the first pick. Yeah, I know with the Rams on the bye week I'm going to need to replace Cooper Cup, Tyler Kippy, as well as Matthew Stafford. So there's a lot of different positions to fill. You're looking at Dan Arnold in t- uh, tight end. You're looking at Cam Newton. You're looking at Mac Jones. I mean, there's a lot of things to fill as well too this mm-hmm. week. 
Yeah. Chad, who, who's your top wa- waiver wire pickups? If you if Stevenson is out, AJ Dillon, is there anyone that you like on the waiver wire? Um, we mentioned the guys I'd be going after. The one extra <laughs> one um, I'll throw out there because Cordella, uh, Cordero Patterson is potentially out, so you have to watch the news on that, is um, Wayne Gallman. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's the backup yeah. there, and so that's not a bad potential there um but again i would just watch the news you guys Wait, patterson, patterson is injured or he yeah he got hurt oh wow okay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well if that's true like you said gallman's a good pickup like remember he did really well last year yeah well, he was in, in uh, new york right yeah he did well fully for saquon and i yeah. think i think he rushed for what 50 something yards this past week. yeah Hey, a couple of games I want to talk about before we talk a little bit. Bitcoins and also NBA basketball. Jed, Bills, 45-17 against the New York Jets. All right, let me just tell you about the Jets. Mike White, 251 yards, but man, four interceptions. If you even watch the game on Red Zone, because you're not watching the game, if it's on TV the entire game, he was throwing interceptions like crazy all the time, even though Corey Davis did get 93 yards. Buffalo Bills. Man, uh, Stefan Diggs came back with 162 yards. But the person that I want to talk with you about is Gabriel Davis. He had 105 yards on three carry. I mean, three receptions. Is he someone you're looking at this week as well, too, Jed? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've been saying that. Like, Corey Davis is a good example with the Jets, where I do feel like you can get points now off of them. Um, this was obviously a horrible game for Mike Davis. Uh, I mean, for Mike White, and so, but the Bills came out on fire. I mean, they had something to prove, and so, but yeah, I think you can look to the Jets running back and potentially get you know points out of there. Um, what happened to? Uh, what happened to the other running back, though? Out of the, uh, Michael Carter, what happened to him? Was oh, Michael Carter. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Let me look. Yeah, yeah because that was the guy that I was picking up uh, or playing off of the Jets. But, but yeah, it could be that they switched over. The only other thing I want to say on this game, though, hopefully for those of you who drafted Stephon Diggs, I drafted him. A lot of people gave up on him. If you held on these last two weeks, he's starting to come on. I feel like the Bills passing game is starting to turn around a little bit. And so just keep riding that. I mean, he had a great game. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Michael Carter, but I do know Ty Johnson led the Jets in targets but this past week. And so, what, two weeks ago, Michael Carter what, had over 100 yards rushing. He was the leader in targets. But the last few weeks, Ty Johnson has been getting his share. And so that's something to watch out for, especially as you're comparing both of those players. But with that said, is a couple of things in terms of Michael Carter-Williams still had 16 rushes and one touchdowns, but he only had 39 yards. Ty Johnson is your other running back, only had two carries. Where Ty Johnson is getting is five receptions, 36 yards. So Ty Johnson does get a lot of the receptions, but at the same time, Michael Carter-Williams is still getting the majority of it. Don't you guys feel sorry for the Jets? They can't get it right. I mean, if, if this Zach Wilson thing doesn't work out, they've gone through Sam Darnold. They've gone through Zach Johnson. I mean, think about all the quarterbacks they've gone through that has never worked, and they always pick pretty high. So as a true fan of Chicago sports, I never feel sorry for any New York teams. <laughs> yeah, Jim, uh, Philadelphia Eagles 30 against the Broncos – 13 and the Broncos has a great Vic Fangio defense, but I actually want to look at now we get uh, Devontae Smith, four catches, 66 yards, two touchdowns, but the running back split Jordan Howard, 12 rushes, 83 yards, 
Boston Scott, 11 rushes, 81 yards. Which one do you like out of that whole group? Um, I think I was reading I, – I, I haven't been paying attention to either of the Philadelphia running backs, but I would say if I were to choose one, everyone says Jordan Howard's the one that you want to put on just because he's been more effective in the stint that he's been able to do than Bart Scott. And usually what happens is if you get up to the, right, uh, the goal line, Jordan Howard's the lead back in those circumstances. Yep. Uh, last one, uh, Jed. Cowboys, 40 through, 43 to the Atlanta Falcons, three. There's no one to talk to about the Atlanta Falcons except maybe Wayne Gallman at 15 carries, 55 yards. Mike Davis only have four carries, 18 yards. All right. Other than that, Dallas Cowboys, I, I actually want to read this stat to you. Ezekiel Elliott have 14 carries, right, Jed? But Tony Pollard had 11 carries and also six receptions for 56 yards. Are you looking at Tony Pollard? And also Michael Gallup comes in, three catches, 42 yards. Thoughts mm -hmm. on that? Yeah, so I've I've been saying Tony. So just like I just said about AJ Dillon, good enough to play even if Aaron Jones isn't hurt. Tony Pollard has been good enough to play even if Zeke is not hurt because he's very involved. He, it, they're they're splitting carries, he's splitting possessions. So yeah, I think you can put Tony Pollard in a flex position, um, and and if something were to happen to Zeke Elliott, he would zoom, he would skyrocket. Um, you know, oh, yeah. become a number one. Did, did you know that Tony Pollard is in a hundred percent of ESPN leagues? That's that's how highly valued he is. Um, whether or not he's going to play. You play him in a flex position, that's really up to you. But you're right. If anything happens to uh, Zico Elliott, Tony Pollard's going to step in. He's going to do great. Hey, one guy we didn't mention, uh, we didn't talk about is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I, oh, yeah. I stashed him. I stashed him. And, um, you know, I know he didn't have a great game. They're on a bye this week. But I would just say, don't don't be surprised if coming out of that bye, you see Odell Beckham Jr., especially given that they lost – you know, and Robert Woods is out. They they need more playmakers on that team. It can't be just Cooper Cup. And I think OBJ he could he could come around. So don't be surprised. What, you, don't like, see that. you don't like Van Jefferson? No, I, <laughs> no. Compared to I OBJ, no. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit Bitcoin. Anyone any thoughts on Bitcoin or crypto? I was just telling the guys this morning is that I bought Cardano for the first time. So I've been a strict Bitcoin and Ethereum guy, actually more Ethereum. So my, my Bitcoin holdings is worth more, but I have more Ethereum if you want to go like on a per coin basis. So um, I, I really believe in Ethereum, but I wanted to branch out and I finally went with Cardano. I was telling you guys. So um, I, I don't know what else you guys have. I know um, I know you guys were on the Dogecoin thing. So yeah, I know you have that, but I no, we left yeah. the Dogecoin thing. Oh, you left Shiba, it? Okay. Yeah. We're in I know, Shiba. Shiba now. Yeah, yeah, Shiba, Shiba right? That's the yeah. big one. Okay. Yeah. But the other thing is I'm buying, yeah, I'm I'm buying off Coinbase and um the other one I use, it's a BRD. I forgot what the acronym is for. But yeah, so Cardano was the first one for me today. The the here's the thing. Um, I mean, we're we're seeing this in the news. Inflation fears are growing higher every day, right? And so for me, yes, I think long-term Ethereum is the place that you want to be. But given that inflation is so high, we're seeing supply chain demands really hit us, especially during this Christmas holiday. I think fear is going to drive people to Bitcoin. 
Right now, Bitcoin dropped tremendously, I think like 10% down to $59,000 um, per Bitcoin. I do think this is the last time you can buy it at this cheap because I think it's going to go up after that because I think people are going to be gripped by inflation and they're going to go looking for Bitcoin because they, they're going to think that's a thing that they should invest money in given the instability of the economy. Yeah, you're right. It's down to 59. It looks like it creeped back up to 60. Um, yeah, so we just, I mean, we were just... Bitcoin I would not be so. I mean, Bitcoin can go up like two thousand dollars in one day. I mean, that's oh, yeah. just about, you know, it's a decrease. But inflation is high these days, especially with all the supply chain stuff. Going what on. about? Um, are you guys still using gold or silver at all? I've got no. just silver bars sitting there. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Hey, uh, as we wrap up, NBA news, thoughts on NBA players that you're liking, players that you're draft, players that you're identifying. Hey. I'll Random just say it, in our uh, in our fantasy basketball league, I'm number one, man. So my strategy, I, <laughs> I just I eked out a win over. Was it you, Tommy, that I beat last week? That was, or am I playing you this week? Uh, yeah, I eked out. I a think I'm playing so. you this week. Okay, all right, yeah. So so far, my strategy of uh, Trey Young and Lamelo Ball, they have been. I've pretty much been winning all the three point. Uh, and the assist categories, and so it's just yeah. all about the big man. And I've got, I've got Zion waiting in the wings for oh. when he loses all his weight and comes no, back. No, Zion's not going to lose all his weight. He's he's going to keep skate, keeping all that weight on. So they're going to let let him go or let him walk, and he's going to go sign with the New York Knicks, and then he's going to start working out. Hey, all right, I'll take that, man. If he goes, I'll take that. I just hope Zion doesn't become like another Greg Golden, you know, who was highly touted, who came in as that number one player who everyone thought was going to be a change maker. Um, but right now, you don't know. He could be a Shaq or he could be a Greg Golden. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at uh, right now. Currently, Jed, we're tied 4-4. You're in first place. I'm two games behind you. It looks like I have the edge on rebounds and assists. But it looks like right now I'm going to have to figure a way to counter your three-point shot and your points. So we're going to have to work on that. And as know, usual, you. my field goal percentage stinks all the time because there are some some of my players, like a Karis Levert, that just shoots all day and has low percentage. Oh, and wow. Yeah, I love Terry Rozier, but always shoot. Your, your field goal percentage is 41%. That's pretty bad. But you know what's worse? Your free throw percentage yes. is 63%. Holy smoke. That's like um, you, you got to you, try. You got to get rid of a, I, I bet a couple of your big centers <laughs> who you're keeping because of blocks and rebounds, but I bet they stink on the free throw. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple of guys. They get me all my blocks. They get me all my rebounds. But, wow, they are absolutely terrible on free throw. And so a yeah, lot of I mean, times I'm saying, which one am I willing to give up? If your free throw is at 63%, they stink. I mean, they got to be at least, what, 88 87%, you know? So, yeah. yeah that's, hey, that's, are there he players has... that you're looking at on the waiver wire this week that you're – look, Evan Mobley is actually out with the elbow sprain. He had one point yesterday. Are there players that you like on the waiver wire? Um. Well, the – you guys saw I dropped uh, RJ Barrett. So, um, you know, he he's a, if you need points, he's not a bad guy to get. Um, but actually, the guys that I like are guys that I already picked up. Um, I got uh, who's this guy? I was just because Gary Trent Jr. on Toronto. Yeah, I picked yeah. him up he's off the waiver wire. Oh, he's been lights out, man. Yeah, that guy good. is like multi stat, you know. So, he's been a really good pickup. Um, I also got um, uh, D'Angelo Russell 
Yeah, uh, I, I was I was kicking myself for not picking him because he had 30 points and I saw you pick him up. Yeah, yeah, because I think his his talent level is through the roof if he can get his head straight. So um, anyway, so yeah, those have been good pickups, but uh, right now I feel like there's not a whole lot out there left. Okay. Hey, Except Tom, for some of you guys. For, I'm going to let you guys Go finish ahead. up. I'm going to jump off and run to a meeting, okay? Okay, okay later, guys. Got it. Hey, Jed, one little thing is uh, Anthony Simons, all right, is he Ooh. is your backup point guard for the Portland Trailblazers. If something happens to Damon Hilliard, Damon Lillard, he has 16 points, five rebounds, four assists, young point guard, someone to watch out for if something happens to either McClellan or Lillard. Hey, who's the backup in Dallas? Because didn't Luca get hurt last night? Jay Brunson. Jay Brunson is someone that I've been picking up. There you go. Because Luca just got hurt. So if that's serious, then uh, he'll have a good week. Yep, and also Lou Dort. Pay attention to Lou Dort on the Oklahoma Thunder because Alexander is your primary, but Dort is coming around. He's had three straight games at 20 or more points. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yep. Jed, how's your day looking like? Busy day? Oh, yeah, back-to-backs all day. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Same here, my friend. Hey, we'll talk on either Thursday or Friday, okay? Yep, have a good one. Talk soon. Bye.